is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Live from Armory Studios in Central Florida, you're listening to Weapons Hot, a New York Jets fan broadcast on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Drop all gas, no break. And now, give it up for your hosts, CJ, Kevin, Jimmy, and Harrison. Take it away, boys. What is going on, everybody? Jets by Jimmy here, taking the reins for Weapons Hot tonight. Uh, we're missing CJ. He's out camping right now. Um we got Speedy Petey and Josh Silverberg on the line with us. Uh, Kevin should be here in a little bit. I think he's running a little bit late, so I apologize about the late start. Um, guys, what's going on? If 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 Kevin Jackson doesn't show up tonight, I'm gonna be I'm gonna text him. I'm gonna be so upset. I'm Jimmy, I, I love you. I do. And I love the fact that CJ wasn't even here too. Was also like, well, I mean, what is this? I come on and everybody hides. <laughs> no, I'm right here. I'm right here, man. You scared um, Kevin away. Like, Come on, what are we doing here? Either he's that out or he's camping? Looking, either that or he's looking for uh, his uh, his rum choice of the night. No. There you I mean, go. I mean, after watching the Jet game last week, I didn't understand, too. I'm still getting over that game. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. That 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 was a rough one. And I the three keys to victory that I had for the Jets last week, they didn't do any of them. So that's, that's pretty much what happened. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't even, that's one of those that you just want to forget. And it's really hard for, for folks like us that do these types of shows when you just don't want to talk about that damn game. You know what I mean? <laughs> Burn the tape. Burn it. Get rid of it. It never happened. Burn it never the tape. Happened. You burn the tape. You, you, uh, I guess you rinse yourself off and you get to next week, right? Against Cincinnati. Yeah. Isn't that how it is? I mean, you know, well, and, and what I, no break. I think what the most important thing that I said needed that needed to happen was the Jets linebacking core being down CJ Mosley. They had to take away Mac Jones' bread and butter, and his bread and butter is the little short passing game, the check down game. And uh, I, I just, I hated that Damian Harris was running all over us. He's not a premier running back in my opinion. And our D line just couldn't handle it. The linebackers couldn't take away that passing game. And it was, it, it, it just got bad quick. I look at it in this perspective, Jimmy, it's at least this week, Mosley and Jared, Gerard Davis is going to make his debut for the yeah. Jets. So that's going to help somewhat. Like you said, it's the underneath throws, right? Like this team all year has not been able to stop the screens. Mm-hmm. The third and 18s. How many times on third and 17s, third and 12s, do teams do underneath throws and they get first downs? Like that should yeah. not be happening. Too it, often. It's too often. It happens way too much. It happened, remember it gets, I believe it was, it was a third and 18 for Tennessee and they got a first down a couple weeks back. And I was like, what are we doing? You know, it's. It's frustrating, you know. Salah says all gas, no break. I'm still, I'm still waiting for the gas. I mean, because the gas yeah. hasn't started yet. I think the ignition is gone or something like that. Something needs to be fixed or whatever. Because we got to be push started right now. 
<laughs> there's a lot of breaking. <laughs> there's a lot of breaks that need to be, you know. But in all, listen, I know this is a young team. I get it. It's a frustrating sequence. You're a Jet fan. I'm a Jet fan. CJ, uh, you know, Jax, we know this. It's frustrating to watch. And the thing, when we were talking before the show started, um, the thing that really bothered me too, though, is how many times all season, Jimmy, have we seen these roughing the passer calls uh, get called and Zach Wilson nearly gets his leg amputated and nothing, nothing. is called? Nothing. No, I I watched the play where Judon hit Zach Wilson, and you can watch the replay on that. Wilson throws the ball, and then after the ball is released, you see Judon accelerate into it. And that, like, textbook roughing the passer. Like, he had three yards that he was charging at, at Wilson after the ball had gone. And I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I'm not one to blame referees for the outcomes of games no, because of so That's many things. Excuse. But – but there are some things that should be called that weren't called, and it was it was just it was a bad one all the way around. I mean, it was um, just a mess going into it, you know. And it's it's really easy to look at like the stat lines and and understand that we do have a really good defense. We do, you know, in along those stat lines, yeah, we we have a really good defense. But you're absolutely right; is we're not getting the opposing offenses off the field. And then our offensive game plan is just just as bad as it was last year. And that's the problem. You know, you can't have five drives where you get a total of 20 yards in a first half. You can't go seven games, six games, and not have a first quarter point. Like, it just doesn't work. Um, So that was one of my other keys to victory is – Michael LaFleur's got to get something going on the game plan. He's got to make one of the aspects of our offense scary so that it opens up the other side, whether that's the run game, whether it's a passing game, you got to make one part of the offense legitimate so that it opens up the other side of the ball. And it's just, it hasn't been doing it. And I, I think that he needs to start working some more short passing game. It's working for Mac Jones. So he's got to do something in the short passing game, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, it, it it really is when you look at the whole thing. Like we were saying, you want to flush the tape, right? We, mm-hmm. You know, rinse, rinse it off, get it out, don't watch it, and then go back. And it's like, okay, great. Now you have the Bengals, who are hot as can be right now, coming off their best win in how many years? Joe Burrow is looking like an MVP caliber quarterback now, yeah, he and, and he's coming in. Jamar Chase. Already is looking like a top five receiver in this league in his rookie season. It's insane what he's doing, right? Like, it's crazy. And I'm not one of those guys that is always like, let's draft the receiver top five. Because it's – you never know sometimes, right? Like, you don't know. Because every now and then, okay, so you get the Calvin Johnsons of the world. But then you might get, I don't know, a a Sammy Watkins or something like that. You you don't know. You can't hit on all of them. You don't know the talent or everything like that. You know, and I know Jeff fans are now saying, "Okay, we might have two draft picks in the first fifteen rounds next. In the first fifteen uh, picks next year, in the first round, it's a let's maybe maybe they need a receiver. But the problem is, I don't know if there really is. I have to look at the pool again 
if there is that top tier talented wide receiver that's worth a top ten pick right now. I, I don't I don't know. I mean, you, your thoughts would probably have to go to Chris Olave from Ohio State if you're thinking receiver that early. Um, I might lag a little bit. I'm going to look at a mock draft really quick, though. <clears throat> yeah, no worries. Um, personally, I think that while our defensive secondary is very young and doing very well this year, I still want, uh, I still want uh, Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. So do at I. corner. Uh, he is worth a top 10 pick easily. Um, the other one I want is uh, Tyler Linderbaum, center from Ohio, or from Iowa. That's, so that's the guy I, I – the, the Jets need to – and I'm with you, Jimmy. The Jets need to do that because they need a center so badly. I'm sorry. Definitely. I'm so, over, I'm so over McGovern at this point. I mean, right now they have this the number one receiver on a lot of drafts is Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. This is not Jamar Chase, you know what I'm saying? Like, is he right. going to be a game-changing receiver worth a top 10 pick? You know what I mean? Like, like right now in mock drafts, this one has the Jets taking Thibodeau from Oregon, and then they have um, from Cincinnati. That's but, the kid that's nicknamed Sauce, right? Sauce Gardner, I think, something like yeah, that. Yeah, Sauce Gardner out of Cincinnati. Like, he flies all over the field. Another guy they could look at is Houston, the safety from Notre Dame. Because mm-hmm. obviously Jamal's out. May May wants to stay. Um, again, see, it's lagging. So I said to you, it's good. There you go. Now it's all caught up. Um, <laughs> it was like fast forward. It was like, whoa, I didn't realize I could talk that fast. That's crazy. Um, now, listen, if the Jets get like the second overall pick in the draft and like Kayvon Thibodeau is there, like, do you take him? Um. Because there's been people comparing to like Miles Garrett, and the Jets haven't had that. And I mean, you thought you had that with Carl Lawson. Maybe next year they'll get that with Lawson. Um, Edge is something we need as well, but there's so many other needs on this team, though. Like their defensive backs. I mean, Jimmy, their highest draft pick on that DB room, I think, is the is Huff or Hall. I mean, is Bryce Hall, yeah. isn't it? Fifth rounder, fourth rounder. So it's like, I mean, Brandon Eccles has been nice, but like these aren't number one guys. You know what I'm saying? Like they're not number one top of corners. No, Derek Stingley Jr. is my pick because I can justify even a top five pick for him. Um, Linderbaum, I can also justify a top 10, top 15 pick. So obviously we got to assume that Seattle is going to, they're going to win a few games down the stretch. So also coming back, they'll win a few games. Um, now, my thought process is this, too. Now, this could be a goldmine for them. If they were to get the number one overall pick in the draft, of course, they get it this year and not last year, right, with with, with Lawrence, right? Wouldn't that be like mm-hmm. the typical jet way? Um, <laughs> the one you right. daylight a dollar short. I yeah. know, right? Daylight a dollar short. That's right. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you could trade that that pick. Oh, definitely. And get a haul of picks. Because let's be real mm-hmm. here. Listen, the quarterback class this year is not – like Malik Willis is nice. There's some guys that are not like the kid from North Carolina is good. There, there isn't that number one top two, but but that's the thing, right? Every team always overrates quarterbacks. Every a lot of teams in those top three, four, five picks need a quarterback. Like Detroit possibly still needs a quarterback. You know, I know they have Goff. They need a quarterback. Um, 
Atlanta will. Atlanta needs one. Houston needs one. Um, you know what I'm saying? So it's, you know, Philadelphia needs one. It's it's going to make your it's going to make your pick really valuable if you're in the top three. Yeah, Denver. If you're in the top three, it's valuable. But anything outside of the top three, it's the the quarterback class is pretty light this year. So it's it's not going to be it's it's not not going to be as valuable if we're picking fourth or fifth. No. So, but even even still, if we end up in the top five with our pick then I still think that pick at this point should be traded because I do believe that Zach Wilson's the guy. I, I really think he's talented enough. Oh yeah. They're not taking a quarterback. Now you brought up Stingley. I'm glad you did because if they do have the fourth overall pick on the draft or fifth, you trade down them because if you trade down, you're probably not getting him. Uh, I think if you can still stay within the top 10, then you can still get him. I think he goes top five, though. That's the thing, though. It's possible. I yeah, mean, again, you're, you're playing with fire at that point, you know. But it's again, like, if you if you can, if you're in, like, say, we're picking third, um, if you can drop down three or four spots, you can still get those. Those small jumps are just as expensive as somebody trying to break back into the first round. Oh, a hundred percent. So I really agree with you on that. Absolutely, they are. It, Listen, if somebody says, all right, I'm the GM of the Washington football team, say I'll offer you two firsts, two seconds, and a fourth for the fourth overall pick in the draft or the third overall pick in the draft, and you're going to say, you'll say yes. I, w- I would like to think you would say yes, depending on uh, what you're picking. If they're picking seventh overall. Oh, yeah. If they're, yeah, like, yeah, if they're something. Definitely. Nobody ever said Washington was a smart team, so they could do it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I just think we have two options because that, that Gardner kid from Cincinnati, I think, is an elite corner as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, he is. But that's one spot that we have to put we have to put a high draft pick in his corner. We gotta get a real lockdown corner. We need a Revis 2.0. Um but we also we also need that offensive line. We need we're if we get a center, then we're sixty six percent done with that line. Because Becton's coming back. Becton is still a franchise left tackle. AVT has been playing lights out, uh, minus a couple ineligible receivers downfield because he he tends to wander upfield for whatever reason. <laughs> a couple. I think because he but... thinks he's still hungry. He wants. It's <laughs> <laughs> just I, I I laugh because. The second time it happened, they're like, ineligible receiver downfield. I'm like, that's AVT, isn't it? And they're like, number 75. And I'm like, damn it. Because you notice if you look back at his tape, how many times – and Beckham did the same thing when he was at Louisville. How many times did he run up the field? Mm-hmm. They want to be in the play, play and you got to respect it. Of course, absolutely. You're so accustomed and used to the situation at hand. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, it's like, you know, it's uh, – listen, if they, they need Limbaum have to they have to find a way to draft him and i know douglas is going to do everything he can to get him because look what he did for abt last year and let's be real here limbaum is a higher prospect than abt was so if you can get him you have your anchor at center um and then what you could do is you could go into free agency you could sign a brandon sheriff because sheriff can't be franchise tagged again yeah he can't you could sign him and you know Douglas has been wanting him for the last three years. Um, 
You could put him at right guard. And then if you really want to, if you want to put Moses at right tackle still, you can. If you want to take like a tackle in the third round, whatever, that's fine. Daniel Falele from Minnesota. Who? Daniel Falele from Minnesota. This kid is bigger than Becton. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, to have your bookends. That's that's a Neil. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) But if you can get your tackles that size, like your bookends being just gigantic mountains of human beings, that's 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 what you want. The only thing that scares me with, with JD is, is he going to apply all of his picks to like offensive linemen? Because he's seeing how bad the offensive line is this year. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, he's seeing how bad it was last year, too. I, I, <laughs> nothing changes. Nothing I just, changes. and I'm not blaming him and I'm not throwing him under the bus or anything. You can. It's okay, Jimmy. You can't. Remember, this is a safe space. I, I'm not on it much, but I know this is a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I'll criticize some of Douglas's moves, but I'm always gonna I'm always gonna support him when he takes a swing, even if even if the like the Ryan Khalil pick that that's one that I always point I mean, to look, because he, yeah. that was that was a that was a move that failed, but he made the move he in made a the move really to tough try to make spot. it work. He tried to hit lightning in a bottle; it didn't work. But um, I think he needs to address corner and O line early. Um, I'd like to see an edge rusher in round two, potentially. Um, I don't know how deep the class is. I haven't really looked at anything, and I'm not talking draft as far as like, well, guys, season's over. You know, I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> Isn't that always <laughs> what we do as Jet fans? We start planning the mock drafts in October. <laughs> I yeah, it's just I I think that when you have a game like against New England, let's let's talk about some of the directions the team can go. I guess is. Is why I bring it up, but no, of course I'm trying. I'm going to look up the free agency. Um, don't mind me. While you guys deal with that, uh, Kevin has arrived. Get out of town. And he's here. Spotty's here. Yeah, there he is. Evening, guys. You yeah, sob. You, you know. You know. Look. If I would have told you I came on sooner, would you have come on earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I, I came on because uh, I missed you. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm going to keep it real. Uh, Josh, it's good to see you, but my, my guy, I have uh, uh, a mentor situation, uh, Jim, and that's, that's kind of what it is I'm working no, on. No, right I hear now. you. I'm just teasing you. You know that. I was trying to explain to CJ a little while ago that it's difficult for me to get away, unfortunately, in these times, and uh, I'm dealing with young children, and I'm dealing with young men, and this is one of the situations where I, I have to be responsible. I love the hat, so you're already yeah, thank you. guys. <laughs> I wanted to come on because uh, re- realistically, what what my takes on this game were, you know, I, I think they're a little bit wide ranging. I've, I've been listening to all of these people complain about how bad we seem to be, the end of the world, and everybody sucks. Nobody's uh, you know actually worth anything. Realistically, I know Jim and I, we we, we kind of came in with high expectations. We kind of should have have maybe expected that there would be some hiccups, there would be some difficulties, and uh, I think what it is that we're right now is just how bad things actually are. I, I say this all the time. We don't draft veterans. Zach Wilson and hit himself being a rookie quarterback and having not only his own uh, rookie, you know, issues, but also having to deal with a coaching staff that don't necessarily have the experience um, and, and don't necessarily have the expertise to be able to, you know, get him over the hump smoothly. I mean, it's, it's just basically bump after bump after bump. And I do expect that we're going to grow from this. I do expect that we're going to be better. Going forward, I do expect that that Zach, you know, for, for all of, you know, what it is that we've seen, the flashes, the reality is that 
Tennessee game, not necessarily an anomaly. I think that is exactly what, you know, should maybe be our expectation. We should be able to beat teams like that when all aspects of the game are are firing the way that they should. We are not that well-oiled machine right now. Nothing is really firing the way that it should. The the defense is, 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 you know, obviously punching above its weight most of the time. Um, um, The offense, you know, has the ability to, to make those, those splash plays to be prolific. And I think that Zach, as of right now, is is reverting back to what it is that he knows. He knows big play. He knows, you know, large chunk play. That's what he knows. And I think that that's why it is that what we're seeing is the difficulty with, with the check down because those are things that, you know, unfortunately they just haven't been part of what have been successful for him. And what he wants to do is what he knows is successful. And, you know, we're, we're not there yet. We're not good enough yet for, for that to be, you know, what our identity is, right? So. We have to be patient. And I hate to say this, right? Because, you know, I'm the first one to tell you, you know, that, that we have we have those Steve Buscemi moments, right? The, the un, another unfortunate side effect of hunger. We've, we've been bad so long that all of our takes are out of character, all of our ideas and what it is that they should be. That it, everything is out of character because we aren't any good and we haven't been any good. And, and the problem that we have is that we are going to continue to see some of these things. And it's only going to get worse before it actually gets better, right? So just kind of a little scatterbrain. But the, the, the fact is if that most of us, I think, came into the season saying that there wasn't going to be, you know, a, a, a requisite for wins or losses. We just want to see competent football. We just want to see, you know, improvements. We want to see those things. We can't judge a season until the season is over. So continuing with the knee jerk week after week and everybody getting pissed off because, you know, everybody wants to um, – nobody's any good. Zach sucks, and the coaches suck, and the defense sucks. None of them have really done any of this before, right? Nobody's been good before. The, the ones that we know that have been good before have been good. C.J. Mosley, he's been good. That's what it is that we recognize about why it is that I think that that aspect of, of, of our team has actually played well. And that's, I think, it was, it was so noticeable last week with the defense uh, playing the way that they did without C.J. Mosley, right? or as, as poorly as they did because they were without C.J. Mosley. You know, that begins to be obvious in what it is that we do. So going forward, right, it's cool to call out the deficiencies. It's cool to say, you know, this didn't work well or that didn't work well. But all of the nonsense talking about, yeah, we need to trade this guy, we need to fire this coach, we need to get rid no, of the no. GM, I think that's nonsense. And every time I listen to it, it pisses me off even more. You guys know I try to be, I try to be pragmatic when it comes to these things. I try to have, you know, at least remain logical. Sometimes, you know, right after the game we can be emotional because, we, you know, we, we – we do have yeah. to deal with the letdown of, of, of a loss, but some of this stuff is just it's, it's just stupid. Some of it's just stupid, and I'm, I'm, I'm really starting to get sick of it. So I think, like, my take is, so everybody that wants to throw Zach under the bus or everybody that wants to throw the coaching staff under the bus and say it's time to start over, you, we've given them six games. That's just – it's just not enough time. I mean, if, if you're the, saying that Zach is, is not the guy right now, then you're delusional. I mean, he's played in uh, absolutely. many games. I mean, come on. I mean, but no, you, yeah, you can't real. give Davis is his number one receiver. I mean, you can't give the, the, the previous regime. You can't give the coach who shall not be named two years and then give Robert Sala six yeah. games. You just can't yeah, right. do it. Now, I want to I want to point out that through the first six games, through, we'll call it five games. Uh, Zach Wilson's numbers have actually been better than Josh Allen's first five games of his career in Buffalo. More yards. He's got a few more interceptions, but more yards, more yards per game, more touchdowns than Josh Allen had in his first five games. Also, can it, when you can talk I, can about I throw coaching out that, staff, can I, can I throw out with a, with a with a worse staff though, right? Right? 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes, but but that's no, no, no. That's you're that's right. you're absolutely right. But uh, but then when you also think about the coaching staff, like Bill Parcells only won three games his first year coaching. Bill Walsh only won one game his first year of coaching. So these guys are in decent company. This this stuff takes time, and I think Jets fans they forget that we've been rebuilding for so long that they feel some Jets fans just feel this is one continuous process and it isn't, it absolutely isn't. This is a new regime, new coaching staff, new players. We finally have a GM, a coach and a quarterback all in the same timeline. Just let this thing play out and let it happen the way it needs to happen. I look at it in this situation. I mean, we were going back before, by the way, a couple of names I threw out for even offensive line, uh, Kev, because Jimmy and I were talking about how you can possibly fix more along the lines of like we mentioned in the draft, like a Tyler Lindbaum is the guy yeah. that they absolutely 100% have to go after. I don't care where they get him. They need to get him. He's an anchor. He, they need a center. They haven't had a legit center, obviously, since Mangle. This has been a revolving door since he's left the building. I wanted and Humphrey this last year, but that's and now he's like the eighth best rookie in the NFL right yep. now. So. Yep, they wanted Humphrey. I, 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 I can't, I, I can't argue, I can't argue that Vera Tucker, um, and I mean Jimmy, you remember, I, I, I felt a certain way about the, the trade when we actually made it, um, but, but realistically, I am not sure if Vera Tucker would is, is, is in the long term going to be a, a better player for what it is that we need than, than maybe Creed Humphrey would have been, especially recognizing who it is that we would have to, to plug in next to uh, Becton in that case. So. You know, it, it, uh, Joe Douglas is Joe Douglas is most definitely going to have his work cut out for him with the offensive line. And if I'm being realistic, I mean, it's difficult to say that with our first pick, we should be going center, um, considering that's probably going to be a top 10 pick just based on the way that we, we're looking right now. Do we go center top 10 pick? I don't think that's happened almost ever, right? Maybe not ever. No, but you know what it is, Kev? Um, a lot of – I didn't mean to, to, to cut you off, but a lot of mock drafts have Limbaugh going in the top six now, top seven. Like that's yeah. crazy. He's he's slowly become the best offensive line prospect this draft, and that this he's the best center prospect in years that anybody has seen. And you, I, I still say Humphreys. Yeah, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy point. Yeah, Jimmy made that point last year that Humphrey was was that guy. And yeah, I mean, maybe you, now, you convinced maybe me. Get Limbaum. Yeah. yeah. Listen, this this so 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 overall then. Um, what 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 are the what's the what's the prognosis for both of of our first round picks? I mean, do we do we stand the the, the chance of going offensive line in both positions? Because no the reality no. is, and, and and I don't I don't I don't I know. Hold on, just 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 hear me out on this because it, it it's either that or we end up spending what a, a ridiculous contract on on maybe a replacement for uh greg uh whatever the guy's name is uh at, at van right guard. van stinko yeah yeah van garbage uh, what, what, look he's not even a joke because that shit is not oh excuse me it's not funny it's not funny how bad he is right and he throws and it that's, away on the that's why side. yeah well His i mean quarterback. Yeah, really. But part of part of part of why it is that Joe Douglas seems to be taking as much heat as he's taking right now is because of how bad Van Roten has been, right? So I mean, everybody's like, "Oh yeah, uh, Joe Douglas has had uh, ample enough time to be able to do what it is that he needed to do, so to not have Greg Van Roten be this bad." And I don't agree with that, right? I mean, there's only so much, especially 
uh, let, let me just say this. I, I'll, I'll preface everything that I say going forward, <clears throat> excuse me, by, by saying this. We are talking about the New York Jets. Right? Mm-hmm. We are talking about the New York Jets. And, and, and if you understand what that means, you're talking about depleted roster. You're talking about depleted, you know, uh, locker room situation. You're talking about removing of the cancers. You're talking about having horrible coaching situations. You're talking about having suspect ownership. Right? So, I mean, literally – from the owner down to the, the the training staff when we had, you know, half of our team on IR at one point, you know, we were, we've been a bad organization friendly every single year. So now all of these things are, you know, where people are, are, are responding and reacting to things as if we've been the Steelers and we've been this great organization for all the time. No, we've been horrible. So when we do start to make some of these improvements and you realize, you know, Mekhi Becton, Mekhi Becton is a franchise you know, uh, left tackle is, is you know the, the injury thing. Is it is it is it going to be something that people question? Yes. Does that mean he's a bust? No. Does that mean that Joe Douglas shouldn't have picked him? No. Does that mean that it was a horrible choice? No. Elijah Barry Tucker. We're seeing some of these things, you know, kind of just in their beginning stages, learn to well, you know, learn to to come into their own and 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 to become, and they're not there yet. So the fact that they're not there yet means that they're not going to be there to quite a few of these people. And that in itself is that's a huge problem for us because that as as fans, right? Not not necessarily as far as the team. As fans, that's a huge problem for us because now, Jimmy, we 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 spend enough time, you know, kind of following this team and trying to be involved in in what goes on and 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 staying abreast of the news and all of these things. But what it is that we're getting right now is we're getting the worst case scenario from all of these people who are looking at it as if sky has already fallen. Right, the sky has fallen already. Like half of it is in my living room right now, and 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 I'm starting to get sick of it. Really, it it's just getting to a point right now where I am tired of listening to it. First off, um, but you know, I I I just I don't I don't know what else it is that to expect, right? Because I say again, it's another unfortunate side effect of hunger. We've we've been so bad so long that until we actually do eat and we eat well, it is going to be you know, this chicken little where the sky is falling and everybody sucks, everybody needs to go. And and I'm having a hard time because it, 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 it then again, it clouds even even the positive stuff that we see on game day. It just makes it even that much more difficult. I, I, and I, I agree with Kevin, this asset of the, the problem is when it gets to free agency, you're going to have to spend a pretty penny, right? We saw what um, we saw what, what um, the center from Green Bay got, right? From the Chargers, oh, yeah. uh, Corey Lindsley, and then who was the the, the guard that uh, Thune? that Speedy? Thune. Thune. Yeah, and and Thune was the dream free agent that Douglas really wanted. You know, I agree. and the thing of it is this: like I'm looking at the offensive line free agency now. You have Orlando Brown, Brandon Sheriff, Taron Armstead, Wyatt Teller. I believe you mentioned him, right, uh, Jimmy? I believe did you mention? Was it Teller you mentioned earlier? Uh, no. <laughs> you mentioned somebody from Minnesota. And then you have Dwayne Brown. But like Brown, Sheriff, and Armstead are the three guys that are gonna get a lot of money. I hate What about the the, the, the the kid from Kansas City that, that his name's been kind of being kicked around a little bit? Yeah, you're talking about Brown, um, right? No, um Duvernay uh is, is that was I, I mean oh. I don't know. I just I just I just remember the name and I, I remember somebody said that the but it, Duvernay Tardif, I think is what it is. But it, but it's like even like if you could get a Tyler Limbaugh and put him at center, and if listen, you're gonna have to spend 
on a sheriff or a brown to make it. And by the way, Kev, you were right. Let's be real here. Other than Thune, Brandon Sheriff has been the dream target of Joe Douglas since he got to the Jets. And Sheriff has been franchise tagged every year by Washington. He can't be franchise tagged again. It's not allowed. Do they, so they, do they not want to pay him? I think right. they were that, just that, bleeding them for whatever they could get without having to give him an extension. They never wanted to give him a contract extension, so they just franchise tagged him every single season. I think the last three or four years, I think it's a limit. So the last two years, he's gotten a franchise tag. They're going to have to spend money if they want a Brandon Sheriff here. They are. And they have the cap room to do it. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's, that's, the, that's the only way you can do Like, I understand what Douglas is trying to do. And, and Jimmy, we touched on this before, even before Kev got here. Like, we get it. He wants to build the offensive line through the draft. And that's good. And that's fine. But if you're going to do that, you're talking a three-year, four-year, five-year project. Because then every single year, you're going to have a new rookie coming in every year. You need to have a veteran guy in there to put in place to tell the guys, hey, listen, we need to line up this way, that way. I need to – when the blitz is coming, you need to see it. Because let's be real here. Becton, last year, rookie. This year, now he's hurt. ABT, he's a rookie. If they draft Limbaugh, that's another rookie. That's three years in a row. You got to have consistency. You got to have a vet on there that you could trust on this offensive line. Like when the Jets had Ferguson and Mengold. But, but in between those two, they had Alan Fatica. Alan Fatica was a good rookie. Uh, was a good was a very good veteran. He was a Hall of Famer. A Hall of Fame vet. They they signed Damian Woody. They put him over there. That's a Super Bowl winning lineman. It's another vet that they had. You're best offensive line in the league. Best running game. The whole thing. You're going to have to sign up. Uh, I understand what Thune and Lindsley got paid last year was ridiculous. To the extent of like, oh my god, I can't believe somebody actually gave them that much guaranteed money. But that's the going rate for offensive linemen and free agency. Everybody needs them. And if the Jets yeah. really want Brandon Chip, who's one of the top guards in this league, top five guard in this league, you're gonna and the Jets have the cap room to do it. I know they have other needs. You're gonna have to pay him. And the same thing goes for if they want a wide receiver, right? Allen Robinson or Devontae Adams. I don't think the receivers are the issue. I mean, I, I get the point, right? Because you know, we, 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 we bring in Corey Davis, and, uh, you know, the expectation is that Corey Davis would be better than he's been. And he really, I mean, he's been decent, but he hasn't been good. And the argument now is going to be, oh, yeah, we don't have a number one. We don't have a number one. We don't have, we don't have a good enough team to justify having a type of guy anyway. We don't have tight ends. We don't have offensive line. Our run game, while we believe that we've got young, valuable players, those guys haven't been effective either. So, I mean, what, so what does that mean? We get a number one receiver that we pay, you know, $20 million a year, and then what? He, it, the, the defenses then become so focused on him specifically that, uh, you know, he, he's ineffective anyway. So now we're paying $20 million for a guy getting double and triple teams and quite possibly he's going to get hurt and doesn't have a quarterback who's going to be able to give him the ball, nor does he have an offensive coordinator who's going to scheme him to be open anyway. What difference does it make, right? We have so many other fish to fry currently. It makes all of these arguments really stupid. Now, the offensive line, I can't argue that, right? I, I, I do agree we probably should have done – as much as possible to bring these guys in. But I do, again, believe that we don't do that at the, at the cost of being able to do other things, right? We've been listening, oh, yeah, we have too many holes. We have too many holes, right? So what are we going to do? We're going to spend, we're going to have the highest paid player at every position on the, uh, on the line, on both sides, in linebacker core, in wide receiver. We're going to have the highest paid player at every position because it's the Jets. And in order for us to be good, we have to do that. It's not. Ask, ask the Dallas Cowboys. They had the mo- the highest paid player at the most positions in the NFL, 
and they haven't won anything since 96. Tony Romo was arguably one of the best quarterbacks that we've seen. How many playoff wins does he have? How many playoff appearances, you know, uh, over the course of the time that he was there? So, look, all of those things doesn't necessarily mean anything. What we what we're doing now and what I think needs to be understood is that what it is that we are doing now has never been seen. It's never been done before. Right. Uh, we, we can't say that Joe Namath came in and had this this monster, you know, whatever. The, the year that won the Super Bowl, that that wasn't necessarily what it was. And I'm not even going to say that I was born and alive to, to see it. But, I mean, you go back and, and, and check the check the history, check the facts on, on, on what really it was. Like, we were a good team, but come on now, we weren't supposed to win that game. Joe Namath, for all intents and purposes, and, I mean, I know I get a lot of fact for it, but Joe, Joe Namath wasn't even a really good quarterback. I mean, just, just no, statistically. No, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't even a good quarterback, so – you know, all of these people that that'll say, oh, yeah, the, 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 uh, since, since Joe Willie, whatever. Joe Willie wasn't even a good quarterback. It was a culmination of all the planets and stars and moons and, and everything lining up. And we ended up winning, a, uh, you know, we ended up beating a, a beatable team. We, we won a winnable game. And, and that, that happens on any given Sunday. Ask the Tennessee Titans right now, right? Yeah, but, which is why I think we can beat Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I think we can too. I don't, the, the, the questions that I have right now are, is, is Mike LaFleur going to allow Mike White to play ball or is he going to treat him like Zach Wilson? And I'm sick of all of this conversation about coddling Zach Wilson. Why are you coddling your franchise player? Why are you not, why are you, not you know, giving him target practice, right? And, and, and Jimmy, you remember this. I've been talking about this for how many years? I'm, I, even with Sam Donald. I'm sick of security blankets. I want him to have weapons. I want him to have guns and ammo. I want him to have rifles and rockets and tanks, and, and, and I want him to have juggernauts and all kind of different stuff. You know, run, run these people over. Blow these people up. Do something. Stop talking about security blankets and, and all of this other stuff. I want, I want if, you know what? I want to see Zach Wilson throw 150 interceptions because he's doing everything that he can to try to get his weapons involved in this game. That he's trying to do as much as he possibly can, and, and, and the offensive coordinator is doing as much as they possibly can to get them acclimated to being prolific. That's what I want to see. You know, I don't, I'm, I'm sick of the check downs. I'm sick of run, run, pass. I mean, look, if, if, if they run on first down one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to kick, I'm gonna kick a, a hole in the wall behind my TVs. I'm going to put my foot all the way through both of them. I'm sick. I mean, I, look, I'm with Kevin on this one because the only thing you're doing is you're putting, you're putting Zach in a detrimental situation because what's going to happen is when it gets to third and eight, it's a third and long then, right? And now it's like you're asking him to do too much. And then what's every single time they're trying to do – I think the problem with Zach too is he tries to be a hero at times. Like he still thinks that's he's at, it, that's, that's he, he, he that's still thinks he's at BYU, right? Like he's playing these teams where he could just chuck it down forty-five yards and the guy's gonna catch it every single time. And it's just not how it is in the NFL. And he's gotta realize it. The other thing that they need to do is they need to utilize his legs more. No pun intended because of what happened with his injury. He's so much better throwing the ball on the run than he is staying in the pocket. Like, and I feel like they're not taking advantage of that situation. Like, go look at Josh Allen. Josh Allen makes most of his throws on the run. He's he's very good in the pocket, right? Like, he scrambles out of the pocket. He finds Stefan. Like, Corey Davis is not a number right? We both can agree. Corey Davis is not a number one, right? Like, like can we both agree on that? No. I don't. I mean, I don't I don't think we need a number one. I, I mean, I, I think I think he's our number one. I'm not asking right? for an all pro. Now, I'm not, like, 
because I know everybody's going to say, oh, well, Buffalo got Stefan Diggs. I mean, that's what's helping Josh Allen. Josh Allen had John Brown and Cole Beasley. Like, he had weapons. That's yeah, so what he has. Yeah. And you know what? And the problem is the Jets have weapons. The problem is, and Jack said it earlier, and I know Jimmy and I talked off the air about it, the weapons aren't the problem. They're not being utilized the proper way. Like, why is Denzel Mims making a 35-yard catch in the first game of the season and then being told to sit out the rest of the game after that? Like, why, why isn't that? Elijah Moore? Why isn't Elijah Moore our first down option? Well, right? look what happened. Why, look what happened why, in the game last it? week, right? They did an out route, with him, right? They had, they gave him the ball in an out route, and he scored a touchdown. Use look, the kid's got speed, man. Use it. Look at Tooney for the Giants. Give the, the quarterback speed. an opportunity to get in the rhythm early. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be where Zach throwing 15, 20 yards on first down. It doesn't have to be that. But get the ball out of his hands quick to a playmaker who actually is 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 probably uniquely qualified to make people miss and make plays. That's the whole point. And if you're trying to think outside the box, do that. Throw a slant on first down, right? Throw. I mean, whatever. Throw. Throw a hit. Throw. Throw an out. Or do something else. He has right. to make get, get, them, get them DBs back on their heels instead of having them having them coming downhill because they know exactly what it is that we're going to do every single time. The that's, thing of it is that the, that's the, the, I'm seeing with Zach, simple stuff. Like you're seeing Mac Jones make those underneath throws. Frustrating that, as can be, right? Because you're seeing – and listen, his wide receivers don't help him at times, right? Like Corey Davis drops a lot of passes. He does. and 35%. He admitted it. He does. He admitted it. I, 35% on-target throws have been dropped for Zach Wilson this year. I mean, that, and that's an insanely high number when you look at the talent that he has around him when it comes to Jamison Crowder, Denzel Mims, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Braxton Berrios. Braxton Berrios could be a very good Keelan Cole. Braxton Berrios could be a, a good fourth, third wide receiver option if, it, if he's – Used the proper way on the slant. I'm not sure why we're talking about Braxton Berrios. See that? That, that? I think that is that. That to me is, is, is hard. Why are we even talking about Braxton? See Berrios? That, and that's the thing because it's they, they're so in love with him. They're not using their wide receivers for their strengths. Like they're not like like Elijah Moore. You saw in college. Listen, he's a very good out receiver. He can catch deep balls. But my God, would you let him go in the middle of the field on a slant pass? The dude can turn the burners on and beat any defender. Yeah. They're not doing that with him at all. Like, even Jamison Crowder's really not even getting used that much. It's crazy. He's yeah. getting used to a minuscule amount, more, less than what he was with Sam. Like, Look, the problem with Zach is he, he targets Corey a ton. He targets Davis. Yeah, I thought, I thought they were using Crowder specifically to try to, you know, boost his trade value. That was what it is that I was I was, I was thinking. But the way that I he's being used is the way that that's possible. Yeah, I, I, and I think that that's I really. I would keep on, on a good contract. I would. Yeah. I mean, look, he, he's not a good contract. The whole the whole idea about why they restructured made it more team friendly, right? It made it easier for us to be able to do what it is that we need to do and still pay him. But now, you know, I mean, it it also made the contract tradable. It made it easy to trade. But are they actually going to trade it? I mean, <coughs> I hope so not. I, I would hope not. I would hope not. But I, I'm just going to keep it real. If what they're going to do is they're going to squander the offense the way that they've been, then it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Like nothing that we're doing is making sense. Nothing. And we, Kev, we talked earlier about the veteran in the QB room too. And and if you go look, go look at go look at the cornerback room as well. There's yeah. not a single vet in that cornerback room. Not one. Two years of experience total in the cornerback room. Three million highest, dollars a cap hit. 
they're, they're literally yeah. their highest draft pick, and Jimmy and I were saying it is a fourth round draft pick. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, and, and Bryce, you're, you're trying Bryce, to Bryce is a beast something. now. Bryce, Bryce, Bryce is establishing himself right now, but I don't necessarily know if the fact that they're that they've been able to look as good as they have early is enough, right? I don't know if it's enough. Like um, Echoes I think has what his it moments. Is. Like Echoes has his moments, but it's. No, nah, Echoes, wanna... Echoes is going to be. Echoes is going to be who it is that he is, and we saw that last game. I, I, I said this. I think when when we were having those discussions early in the season, Echoes is is just he's prone to giving up the big play at the inopportune time, and we saw it happen literally again this past week when he gets burned for the you know for for the touchdown. When you know uh, again. You think that, you know, he's, he's in good position. You think that, you know, everything is going to work out the way that we need to and the defense is doing what they're supposed to do. And then, uh, oh, geez, oh, 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 he gets beat? Come on now, that that's that's who he's been. Like, are we giving up on Davis? I haven't seen him do much of anything at this point. Stay healthy. To say that To say that he would, he would be worth it. And look, I thought the kid was an athlete, but I don't really even see him, you know, doing anything on special teams either. Maybe I might just be missing it, right? I might just be missing it. No, between him and Blake Cashman, I'm, I'm tired of the the athletes of him and Blake Cashman. Cashman can't stay on the field either. Break glass. Yeah, well, okay. Cashman is he's not even really good when he is on the field, right? Yeah, so I mean, yeah. what, what's the thing? So I did want to say one thing that I I think because we mentioned Crowder, <clears throat> and I wanted to mention that there is, uh, it astonishes me that there is such a gigantic misconception of Crowder's contract. I'm so tired of people saying that that Jamison Crowder took a pay cut. He absolutely didn't. He was guaranteed $0 this year. It's a team-friendly deal. Crowder wanted to be here, and I can guarantee you he wanted to be here because of the fact that it was a $5 million restructure because he could have gotten $10 million from 25 other teams and he chose to stay here yep now that is a player that i want on this team i would be willing i would i would be perfectly happy having jamison crowder on a three-year 30 million dollar extension guarantee 17 to 20 million over the next three years i'd be perfectly happy having that and people are so like but then why do we have elijah moore and it just with the contracts, it just baffles me that people don't understand because we talk about, like you mentioned, you want that vet presence on the offensive line. Why the hell wouldn't we want a vet, the one of the best to ever play the slot receiver in, in, a, in the NFL? Why wouldn't we want that knowledge and that level of leadership in our wide receiver room? I mean, especially when we have more. I mean, it seems already what, Jim, what, like one of the youngest team in the league. They have no, yeah. they have no, until they got Flacco, had no vet in the QB room, no vet in the cornerback room. I, I mean, it's, it, you know, to, to, to me, it, it, you know, really, I mean. So the two positions, Josh, the two positions right there, right? You're talking about quarterback and you're yeah. talking about your corners. Those are the two most difficult positions to play in sports, Darn. period. Kevin will agree with me. Cornerback is yeah. easily the second most difficult position to play. Behind, behind quarterback. In sports. It, it, it is, you, you're on your island. You're on an island, legitimately, against some of to, the best athletes yeah. available, period. You have to know what the receiver's going to do. You have to, you have to check body language. You have to know what the quarterback's going to do. You have to simultaneously watch your receiver and the quarterback and find out what's happening. 
like it, it is a tough position and I give credit to these young kids being able to do what they've been able to do this year. Even Zach Wilson, it's, he's had it rough and he's made some mistakes, but to be able to play at the level that he's played at without any veteran leadership behind him has been amazing. Corners as well with Bryce Hall, Brandon Eccles, all those guys are doing really well, but you can't just keep that. You can't just keep banking on that being the case. You can't keep your defense. You can't keep the cornerbacks on the field 80% of the game and expect them to play at top five level every minute of every game. Absolutely. And if it you're just gonna doesn't bring, work. If, if you're going to bring a vet in, and I know CJ mentioned this in our chat, if you're going to bring a vet in, please stop bringing in a vet, like dumpster diving. That's like pretty much finished. Like, please stop. That's like, why I said we need to, we need to have, bring in a legit vet. Please. We need to have, we need to have a very, for lack of a better term, we need to have a lackluster free agency this year, this off season. We need to save our cap space to start paying our players. We need to keep building the trenches. We need to keep building through the draft and start using our salary cap to pay and keep our players. No, that's, that's fine. And like I said, there's only like, if there's one player that you could bring in, that's a vet, that's going to be costly. I think Sheriff would be the vet I would go for. Yeah, me too. You need an anchor on that line. There's no voice on that. There's literally, there's no voice on that offensive line right now. And Sheriff has a, in a perfect world, I would say Thune because Thune doesn't get injured. No, of course. But yeah. And Thune got Scherf hurt this year, as some... crazy as that is, right? Like, Thune got hurt this year, as crazy as that is, right? <laughs> but it's, it's like, um, I think, but yeah, I think I... this would have been the game this week. I would have been curious to see how Zach would have done. Because who has Zach I targeted every game? Who does he always target first, first glance? Davis. Corey Davis. Corey Davis. <laughs> and now, Corey Davis. Corey Davis would have been out this week. I wanted to see how Zach would do without Corey Davis and trying to get his other receivers on the team involved, right? Well, that's a good segue because we're, we're it coming it up. Becomes the, it becomes the Elijah Moore, uh, Denzel Mim show if that happens. And that's kind of the point, right? That's what we, that's what we were expecting. That's what we needed. That's, that's basically how it was supposed to go. Guys, I got to apologize. I'm getting summoned. I got to go. Please excuse me. I'm sorry. I got I got about. Um, Not a problem. Thanks for coming back, Kev. Look, I, next week I'll be back full time. I'll check you guys later. Thank you. All right. So, I know but that's a good segue, Josh. And, and I, I appreciate it. Uh, if you got just a few more minutes, I think we're probably going to end a little bit early tonight. But um, no, that's totally fine. Don't. My wife's not even. She's she's staying at her sister's tonight because the weather's terrible. Hey. She didn't want to drive home. She didn't want to drive home tonight. Well, so. hey, that's. You know, you gotta you gotta stay safe out there. I'm so. watching the Rangers, man. They're winning two nothing. Watch me jinx it. Like that's what's gonna happen. You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, be, I'm it's so Eric hard. Kid. It's so hard to be a Jets fan because I'm also a Rangers fan, and Hello? most Jets fans are Islander fans. It's behind me. Yeah, but I'm also a Yankee <laughs> fan. I'm all, I'm a Yankee fan. See, that's like a weird combo, though. You know what I mean? I like, know. It's usually what is it? Mets, Jets, Islanders, Nets. And then yeah. it's Yankees, Giants, Knicks, Rangers. I'm so it's weird. I'm Mets, Jets, Rangers, Knicks. I'm half and half. Um, See, and I'm from I'm from Brooklyn, so I I should be a Nets fan, no, but I've no, I've, been Knicks. I mean, I've been Knicks. I've been Knicks for they're phony. 
If only, I've been, I, I know I've been I've been Knicks fans since back in the day. I, but actually, so I, I don't like basketball, but I mean no, obviously I actually went I gotta... to so my cousins really quick, I know we're running on time. Um and yes, Speedy is right. Uh, the Nets game itself playoff games. That's why I made the joke when I was on um Sports Llama, as I said, maybe we should probably help those uh businesses, right? We should help those businesses out, you know, help the Nets out, try to sell tickets, <laughs> those those local businesses. But I was actually at the Nick game, so my cousin's a security guard at MSG. So I always get, like, comp tickets for the Rangers and the Knicks. Nice. And I went to the Nick game my dad the night when he played Philadelphia, and it was – I've been to a basketball game in, like, three or four years. I'm a huge Nick fan. Speedy knows this. I'm a huge Nick fan. And my dad is too, and we're both sitting there. We're both like, there's too much going on. You got the Nick City dancers, and you got a DJ on, on this side of the game. And Kevin Walker's trying to shoot, and you hear the, you hear a song go off. And there's the throwing T-shirts from a machine that has smoke coming out of it too. I said, "There's too much going on in a basketball game right now, man." And this is why I go to hockey games. Like I can't, like hockey, you watch, you sit, you look at it. Yeah. Basketball, there's too much for my brain to handle. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've never been, I've never, I've never just been able to follow it. It's, uh, football is, my brain just seems to click and function on football. So that's, that's no, been that's my it. Thing. I haven't been to a Jet game in a couple of years. I, I'm I'm, over, I'm long overdue. Well, I would say I'm the last time I went to a Jet game was when they played Minnesota a couple of years ago. I was going to be at the at uh, Jets Colts this year, but I'm back in Idaho, so that's oh. that's off the table. But we'll 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 I'm going to try to get to a game. Uh, at the very least next year, definitely I'll be so the, I'll be I mean, in Jersey closest, for. The I guess Jets the closest game. state for you to go to a game is what Seattle. Yeah. Well, for Washington, it would be for Washington to go to a Seahawks game. I mean, it'd be fun to no, go. To, I, well, it'd be fun to go to the to the same just to just to feel the crowd, right? Because you know when you go to MetLife, you don't you don't you you don't get that. Uh, <laughs> I call it the big I, tuna can. That's what I call it. Big tuna fish can at MetLife. I just I want the Jets to have their own home. So I do really I. Do. You know what they you know and and you you know what they should have done, and I always say this: they should have. Obviously, the 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 West. Even the West Side Stadium would have been nice, but you can't tailgate because it's in Manhattan. So how are you going to tailgate, right. right? That would have sucked. Um, I don't see why they couldn't have just taken where Yankee Stadium was. No, not even go to where um where Shea Stadium was. Because remember, that's where the Jets Either originally way. were in Queens. I mean, you know, the Jets were originally in Queens. Just put them. So the thing is, because most Jet fans, Jim, and you know this, are mostly in uh, Queens – uh, Brooklyn, and a lot of it is Long Island. It's Long Island is very heavy jet territory. Definitely. So, I think having it in Queens would have been ideal. Um, you know, but I think Woody was so. Listen, when you have Woody Johnson and and the Maras trying to come up with a stadium idea, like you're you're due for a disaster. Yeah. They literally got. I, yeah. I call it like I said. I call it the big tuna fish can. It's literally what it looks like. It's it's it's. it's <coughs> It's literally garbage, but you know, I mean, it's it's really just it's it's no, it's not for me. But one day maybe, I it's I, I heard there were plans that were talking like twenty twenty six or something like that. But I that's probably just. Really I bad. think we should get all the guys that are in the chat: Wookie, me, CJ, Kev, you, Mike, um. Keith, get everybody in there and just go to a game and just sit through the misery together and just hear CJ have a rant in the stands for a couple minutes. I'm down. I'm so, I'm down. so between him and Kevin, it'll be awesome. <laughs> that would be better than the game. 
I mean, literally, that would be better than the game. I'd sit there and I just, I pay money just to sit there to listen to the two of them rant. It'd be so. Funny. Oh, hundred percent. Oh my 100%. god, it's so much better than the game. So, as far as Cincinnati's concerned, Josh, what are what are your thoughts on this game coming up? Um, I know you and Kev. Listen, I think they can beat the Bengals too, right? Like Kevin said, any given Sunday. I know you and mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to. I just think Jamar Chase is going to be too much. And we I, say I, that it's crazy, but look at what he's done. In, I mean, what he did to Baltimore alone last week in Baltimore yeah, was impressive, but that defense is flying right now for the Bengals too. That defense – I yeah. mean, the Lamar Jackson last week was so impressive. They just shut him down. I, Bryce Hall is going to have the toughest test of his career going against Jamar Chase. But and like, well, Jamar, Chase, Jamar Chase has actually proven a lot of people wrong. Nice. Uh, I I mean obviously you get you get Joe Burrow coming off a, a rookie season ending knee injury and then they choose a wide receiver over the probably the best tackle prospect in history yep. in Penny Sewell. And that's exactly you know, who I said they should have picked. I said it was a mistake. Me too. Yep. Me said, too. We did our mock draft on Loud Maps. Me, Errol Speedy, Jeff was there, Carl was there too. And I don't know if any of us picked Jamar Chase going to the to the to the Bengals, maybe we did. I didn't. I picked Sewell, and I said it was going to be a mistake because I mean, Burrow was coming off on a torn ACL. Yeah. When that happens, a bad one. You you're scared if he gets one more hit. Oh my god. The the ceiling's coming down again for Houday Nation, right? Like that's what's going to happen. I like, it, I always you know. thought Jamar. I thought Jamar Chase was a target just because of their LSU connection. That's what I said too. I said they're gonna. I thought they would pick him because they were very good friends at LSU. They were tight. They were close and everything. But after the preseason, because uh, obviously in the preseason he was terrible. He started blaming the ball. I like I, did, I specifically did, did not have Kimmy in the preseason. Oh, the half Every a dozen game, he easily. Had three or four drops on simple routes. He didn't know the routes. And he's like, well, the the NFL ball doesn't have the white stripes on the sides like they do in college. And I'm like, as soon as he said that, I was like, oh God, here we go. I was, I was drafting my fantasy leagues and I specifically didn't take Jamar Chase because I I was like, Devontae Smith would be the better one. Devontae Smith could still be a good player. The problem is he got no quarterback. And then Miami thinks that they're actually getting Deshaun Watson this year. And I just don't see how that's possible. I don't understand how they think they're getting him. If Stephen Ross wants this whole court stuff to get clarified yes. before they trade him, it's I said twenty-three accusations. And him. now there, there are now I think two or three human tra- federal human trafficking investigations yeah. involved. Not saying that Deshaun Watson is being investigated for that, but some of the accusations have linked into some of these federal investigations. That's not getting resolved in four and days. No, it's not. And honestly, I can tell you this, Jim. My brother's a massive Dolphins fan. And my brother was telling me, listen, if they get Deshaun Watson, fine. A lot of people are not going to be happy with it. But the problem is Stephen Ross is, I think, 80 years old. He's not yeah. getting younger. That my brother was telling me, look, they need to do something. But the problem is when you look at Tua's numbers, call me crazy. They're not – I'm not a Tua fan. They're not awful. Really not that bad. No, I numbers deep dive into it. They're not horrible. It's it's the, just the problem with the Dolphins is they're a house of cards. As soon as you take a piece away, it crumbles. 
I mean, that's exactly what, right? And, and that's, the, that's the thing. I still think Brian, Brian Flores is a good coach. And if he does get let yeah. go, I think they're crazy. If they let him yeah, go, definitely. he's going to get hired on the spot. And my brother doesn't think they're going to fire him. My brother said if they fire Brian Flores, they're going to suck for the next 10 years. He literally said that. He goes, it's stupid if that happens. If they try to go for Deshaun Watson legitimately, they're going to suck for the next 10 well, years. Well, that's it. Because let me ask you. Here's the problem. Because they're sacrificing their future. They're sacrificing their future, one. And two, you don't know what's going to happen. Say, for example, he is guilty in one of these. Now, again, innocent to proven guilty, right? That's for the sure. Way for that's sure. The, that's the way the, 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 the government – that's the way the uh, Constitution works. You're innocent to you're proven guilty. 100%. If he's in guilty in one or two of those – how is he playing football again? Like, go look at, like, Trevor Bauer. Trevor yeah. Bauer didn't play baseball the rest of the season. Like, and that cost the Dodgers. Who's that Raven? Um, Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice. Ray Rice, you could make the kids was top five running back at the time. Yeah. And. Done. Done. Shown on the camera. Beat his, beat his uh, fiance on the elevator. Done. Done. It's a simple, it's a simple snap of a finger. Where you have a problem like that, where it goes awry quickly. Now, again, we're not saying Jimmy and I are not saying he's guilty. We're not. We're just saying as a disclaimer, you're taking a ballsy chance because if you a, trade those draft picks, a multi-billion-dollar-a-year organization will not take that risk, and or like, should not. No, and if you trade all those draft picks, and by the way, they traded their first-round pick member to Philly. You remember Tunsil? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. That. That was when they swapped the picks with the four. I think it was like they, they traded the pick with Philly. With Phil, yeah. With the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. And then they swapped the picks. And now San Francisco, I believe, no, Philadelphia owns that pick. So they get the 49ers pick because Philadelphia, because the 49ers, they trade up to get Lance. It was a whole thing that in like an hour. It was crazy how fast it happened. Yeah. Um, They don't have that early first round pick anymore, possibly. Like that's a killer for that team. So all those draft picks that they got, I mean, and even for Fitz, so they got for Tunzel and Fitzpatrick. Nothing's changed in Miami. I know we're getting off topic. We're going to talk about the Bengals game, but you're taking a ballsy chance. Not even yeah. just a player on the field, but a PR hit off the field. Because if he is guilty with one thing, you're not playing anymore. And the and the Texans are laughing their way, saying, "Well, we we saw it. You trade us all that draft capital. Good for you. Thank you. God bless. Doing business with you anytime, Stephen Ross." And that also ties into the like I I think David Culley in Houston is is a placeholder for uh, is a placeholder coaching He's spot a, because it was such a bad coaching job nobody this year. Nobody wanted that job, man. Nobody wanted that job because they had no clarity on Watson. Yeah, you know yeah. it's like I'm really quick before we go. I, it's a little off topic. Did you hear what Sirianni from Philadelphia said the other day? No. So somebody in the media asked him about how bad the defense was. Um, who did they lose to last week, Philadelphia? They lost to Speedy, but no. Um, Speedy will get for me in a second. They had a there really is. bad – the Raiders. Raiders. They had a very bad game. And somebody asked him about the defense, and he goes, I don't know. I don't watch the defensive film. I was like, bro, you're a head coach. And you say I don't watch the defensive film? Adam Gase is a moron. Adam Gase never even said that. <laughs> no. Like, we all know Adam Gase never watched the defensive film. I don't think Adam Gase found the channel. I, I, I think he had that black and white TV with the turnstiles that's trying to get the yeah. antennas because it was staticky in the office. You know what I'm saying? I think Mike McCagney paid for that TV. When somebody well, says that, it's like, terrible, man, I don't watch the defensive film and you're the head coach? 
Yeah, that was, well, there's some things you just too, whether it's true or not, there's just some things that you don't divulge to the media. You don't but, say that, especially in a place like Philadelphia. No, you don't. Um, say that. But I just just my final thoughts on this because yeah. we're we're about to we're about to shut her down for the night. Um, I think my my position on the Jets this year has kind of been misconstrued from from my audience. I've been on a bunch of shows. I've been on Green Beans show. I've been on Jets Talk 24/7. We've talked to Matt O'Leary and all these guys about this stuff and I've I've said from the start that the Jets were capable of winning 11 this year. And uh I stand by that that yes with you know we could have we could have done that and when we still can win a handful more this year in my opinion. Um but Classic Jets, Josh, and I think that you that you can uh, that you'll know what I'm talking about here is the Jets always seem to win when we're not supposed to win. Yes, and we always seem to lose when we're not supposed to. Because that always kills our draft picks. That kills our draft picks. And I just think that Cincinnati can be a get-right game for the Jets. Um, Obviously, with Zach being out, not saying it's going to be a quarterback type of a game. I'm just saying that. Our defense can get back into the swing of it. Our our offense can start to get a game plan going. And I think it's a 24-21 Jets win. Um, we've, we've just shown that we can shut down top elite players. We did it to, you know, Christian McCaffrey did have 197 all-purpose yards against us, but he didn't score in week one. And then uh, – we held Derrick Henry to one touchdown and like 154 yards. And I think he was all but taken out of the passing game. Um, So I think that we're able to shut down Burrow and chase. And I think, I think the Jets squeak out a narrow victory here when, uh, when we're not supposed to. I had the Jets winning five games this year, not because I thought they were bad, but because I felt like they're still building. I don't know what Mike White is. I know he played well last week against New England, but now they've seen film on him. Somewhat of a film, I guess. It all comes down to game plan. So Michael Floor is still going to have to pull something out, and he's yeah. got to get right. So, oh, man, maybe he does it. I hope. Listen, I'll say I'm going to give Cincinnati this game. I say 24 to 13. This could be a letdown game, right? They just beat Baltimore last week. This could be a letdown. Come, you know, like it happens all the time. The Jets okay. are the kings of it. The Jets are yep. the best at it. So Dallas, you know, like. Jeff is still celebrating about the Dallas game. He's still, you know, like Robbie Anderson <laughs> running to the end. I want a jersey off of that game, that Dallas game. Did you really? I did. Which It which, took the guy a year and a half to pay up, but I got it. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right. Well, Josh, go ahead. Go ahead. It's going to be tough. It will be. It's going to be a tough game. I'm not I'm not saying it is. And it's no, pro- a lot of it is probably going to be hard to watch. That's why I'm thinking a 24-21. Matt Amendola is going to play a big part in this one, oh, I think. Oh, God. And... How bad has he been the last few weeks? My goodness. <sighs> they, they got to get a kicker. I, I still Jeez. think he's the guy. I still think he could be the guy. You know what it is? I, just piss, I get so pissed off because I see how good Jason Myers is. It just bothers the crap out of me. Preaching to the choir. I said that Myers should have been the one signing. All he wanted, all he wanted was a multi-year contract. And they wouldn't give. And McCagnan didn't do it. They let him go over seven million dollars. I mean, let's be real here. He traded for Colecchio Assembly, and he said that was it. I'm done rebuilding the offensive line for that offseason. Oh wait, no, no, no. He got Chuma Doga in the fifth round. That okay? That's good. Two draft picks. His high draft pick was in the fifth round. 
as a as a GM yeah. and out of the offensive line. I, all I can say is I thank God that that McCagan nightmare is over. And Trumaine Johnson is oh. my last word. Really on quick, that. I know we have to run. Have we heard anything about Cam Clark? Like a word? Like what's going on? Is he like out of the loop now? Is I think he's going? got a. I don't know what's happening, but he's got a blood disorder that it, okay. I think I believe uh, it's a non-football illness. But it. The last I heard, we were talking about it. I was on live rounds with Kevin Robbins okay. a couple nights ago, and that could potentially be career ending. Probably. Uh, I don't know. You a third round pick, right? Third round? Yeah. 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 But I I hope the best for Cam Clark. I hope he's okay. And if he can't play football anymore, then then I, I wish the best for him. But oh, absolutely. Of speedy course. recovery to Cam. All right, guys, we are running out of time here. I definitely want to thank Josh Silverberg for hanging out with me. Much uh, appreciated. Give me, of course, man, anytime. And I'm look, see, glad I came on tonight now to help out and everything like that. Speedy got a memory with me talking sports again. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, that makes him happy, of course. Yes, we needed you to make fun of the Nets. It was very necessary. Oh, dude. We got to run. Jimmy, if you don't know this with me, I made a net joke every time we did sports loudmouths. Mm-hmm. And Speedy remembers hey, I made I made at least one different one. And I remember when the Nets made the playoffs and they were saying we should help out local businesses do better in New York. And I said, Well, let's help out the Brooklyn Nets. Let's help out small local businesses. The Brooklyn Nets <laughs> one of them. So it's you know, I mean it was that was a winner that night. Um Nets fans and LA sports fans are the easiest to make fun of. Oh, it's that's true. That's why nobody roots for them. That is true. That's true. The, the Rams had to have fake, uh, have to have actors portray fans in a critical Week 14 game against the Eagles in 2017 well, because they, they didn't have enough attendance for a critical well, game. Both teams were playoff teams. Yeah, and by the way, shout out to the Oakland Athletics for getting their new stadium approved. About time. Good for them, their waterfront stadium. Good for them. So they're staying in Oakland. And now they just need a manager. Yeah. So do the Yankees, though. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I, I don't, don't trust I don't Boone, think, man. I don't think Boone is. Oh, I mean, we could listen. I know we could. And a it. new general manager. I think Cashman's. Well, that's had where it. the problem is. Everybody wants to say Boone is a problem, and I get that. At the same time, listen, I'm a Met fan. We don't even have a manager. At least you got somebody in the building. Give Boone credit for having God, I miss- to, take, to take to take Cole out of that game. Let's be real here. Brian Cashman built that team. The team sucks. He did by the direction of George Steinbrenner. Rest in peace, my friend. Yeah, seriously. Oh, George Steinbrenner would have fired everybody after that wild card game. Oh, 100%. Aaron Boone would have been fired two years ago. Are you kidding me? Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner would have fired everybody every year for the last 15 years. But see, that's, <laughs> the, that's the funny thing, though. Um, it wasn't all Steinbrenner that, that won those championship teams. Remember, it was um, Gene, um, Gene Michael. Yeah. Was basically the sole reason that the Yankees got all those guys, and Steinbrenner came back after he was suspended from baseball. The glory days of and it was the Hideki yeah. Matsui and those are my nightmares, Jimmy. Those are your <laughs> glory days, my nightmares. <laughs> I still have Beyonce in that fly ball to Bernie Williams glove in two thousand. I thought it was a home run. Nice, yeah. Son yeah. SOBs, man. But yeah, but we haven't had a good again, catcher since Jorge Posada. You got to have a guy pee on his hands like Posada used to do before games. That's what it is. Hey, if if it gets us another championship, <laughs> I'm okay with it. Oh, Jimmy, what do you All think? Jesus Montero wasn't good. Ask the Seattle Mariners that question. <laughs> Not that Pineda was any better, but you know. But listen, man. Speedy, you and me are very much in agreement on analytics. So if you oh, want yeah. to talk about analytics, Whoa. Jorge Posada was the best Yankee catcher in the last you fifty years. Ask, 
Ask Speedy. Ask you can ask Speedy. The Speedy am I not a big and a huge advocate on the old analytics? Sorry, at least at least you'll respect it more than the beef does. I completely. <laughs> yeah, we had that. We had that argument. Yes, I that, mean, listen, you were literally uh, the single-handedly won the comment section for just just bashing right. the beef. <laughs> yeah, that was a good show. That was I mean, classic. Was, but listen, Jimmy, I I, I I I really do appreciate you having me on. Um, Happy to have you. I come back on when CJ's here and Cavs here and. I got to get back on easy being green with Keith and, and Michael because I know for yeah. a fact Keith and I are going to yell at each other back and forth about this fran- about this fran- this veteran quarterback in the room and it would have made a difference. So, um, but I appreciate you having me on and anytime you need me to, to come on, man, uh, I'm here. Definitely. For it and we'll keep a touch on the text. As, as CJ always says, there's an open invitation for weapons hot, my friend. You guys are always welcome. Um, and CJ sure. usually does CJ usually does these outros. I'm not very good at them, but what I will say, guys, thank you all for being here. And I do want you to go to your iOS store or your Android market. Download the Worldwide Sports Radio Network app. It's absolutely free. You get access to this fantastic show and a ton of other sports content from across the country. Uh, it's there. There's just a ton of great content creators on there. A ton of great shows. So definitely download the app. Give us a shot. And uh, CJ is always the one that does this. But I'm happy I'm going to um, be leading your show now going forward, man. Five thirty. Yeah. On Fridays. That's awesome. Yeah, so, dude. I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. But for everybody here. We definitely appreciate you all once again. This is your boy Jets by Jimmy signing off. Have a great weekend, everybody, and go Jets. It is the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.